0: In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to me. Hello,
1: friends, and welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me Podcast. The film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. We talk about films, past, present, and future, what we like, what we don't like, and all the fandom in between. You can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, and obviously on your fucking phone because you are listening. Anyway, speaking to the person that I am listening with, it's my boy, it's the astronomical answer to Brian Cox, if Brian Blessed somehow got lost in space. Jamie Hannon, Hannon in space. How you doing?
0: Ah, uh, mate. I'm good I'm here with my, with my... I'm I'm broken by the way obviously uh, being off for so long has broken my ability to speak I think having one eighth of a beer has obviously had its effect on me but
1: speaking about people (laughs) that are trying to redeem themselves after what they've said Neil deGrasse Tyson good segue have you seen what he put on Twitter today no so he's been I think it's fair to say he's been quiet on the old Twitter sphere yeah because of some accusations going on he probably should just shut the fuck up whenever like talking about tragedy and things like yep. that yeah we get it in the big scheme of things but you don't have to have the heart of a computer uh, yep. but anyway he decided to tweet Elon Musk saying dude can you stop dicking around with electric like cars and vans and can you make a hyperdrive please <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good tweet that's uh, how's,
1: how's, I mean fuck me mate it's December
0: yeah
1: it's getting cold Michael Bublé is coming out of his cave <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey's falling into that category now of yeah. the Christmas commodity. Wheeler out of Christmas, out of Christmas. <laughs> She's She's still got it, she's still got it. So um so what does Christmas watching look like for you? Well it's uh it's, well obviously
0: the Die Hard. Die hard because actually if you go back to the previous catalogue of this great podcast, you'll see there's a great first christmas special yes it was the first christmas which special, which was our die hard one yep we had a couple of beers that night as well didn't we we did uh that was a good one that was i think that's what put us on the map if i'm honest with you mate uh
1: i think there are several <laughs> occasions <laughs> that puts us on this <laughs> amazing treasure tray, treasure map i should say of uh glory but uh we are still on the trajectory so oh, thank exactly. you very much for getting us there anyway no you watch die hard what else you watch die hard, um,
0: Bit, bit nerdy, but I always watch the Christmas lectures. They're on about 27th, 28th, 29th. They're done at the Royal Institute. Oh, okay. Science. Yeah, it's a tip of the hat to sort of like the Victorian period when they started doing these lectures at Christmas. and Yeah, they're quite good. Um, always give me good ideas. And yeah, just generally i watch watch. Um, well, Walking Dead's finished now, so that's upsetting. We've got a mid season break at the
1: moment. So, so have you heard the new spin off? Is, uh, is going to happen there's going to be another spin off oh. is this with Rick when no, he wakes no, up no. Rick
0: <laughs> you couldn't push that time Rick but, like, the, last, the last episode I just watched I couldn't really quite hear what Michonne was saying and I, and I rewound it played it Turned up. I think she's going to a naval base, spoiler alert, uh, she's, I think she's going to a naval base to get a big-ass
1: weapon to kill the enemy. So I think what they mean to say is she's a very successful actress and wants to go on to other things, and yeah. she must go now because her planet needs her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, I, I am going to say I have been watching The Mandalorian and not illegally before you think otherwise. I I VPN'd it and paid money like a a good person does. Is that legal? I don't know. Fuck it, come after me. uh, (laughs) Show me what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like Scarface (laughs) in my living room going, come
0: on, it's my last stand. You ain't touching my VPN. Um, (laughs) All right, so you managed to get that working
1: then. Yeah, so I got it working. If people are interested to know a little bit about that, uh, talk to me offline. But uh, (laughs) basically, look, Right now, because we've got Disney Life in our household, in, so in the UK, so anyone outside of the UK, uh, Disney have been trialling for the last three years a video streaming service in the UK and China because money and testing and everything else. And I generally believe that Disney Life is basically the the beta test for Dis, was the beta test for Disney Plus anyway. And Disney Plus, I'm gonna be honest, from what I've seen so far, I've only had a little bit, only a little dabble, but it's basically it's Disney Life plus Star Wars, Marvel and The Simpsons so it's frustrating really that they're waiting till March to it's launch licensing it. it's purely licensing this is it just licensing yeah like yeah and yeah. So, but this is the bullshit isn't it because yeah.
0: licensing is about making some arsehole rich somewhere else who's already rich making him richer it's not about the, the working man is it <laughs> I want my Mandalorian god
1: damn it you know what you've made more compelling arguments than any of the fucking <laughs> leaders of these political <laughs> debates going on at the moment but the irony is that you've got Sky who are basically fucks this into a way that uh, has caused the licensing thing to happen
0: Rupert Murdoch what a
1: surprise who sold it to who was going to sell to Fox who Fox was then acquired by Disney so I mean I know Comcast ended up buying Sky in the end but you can imagine Rupert Murdoch picking up his paper in the morning going yeah Guess this one, Charlotte. Because I assume he's got someone called Charlotte nearby. (laughs) (laughs) The fuckers ain't going to get the Simpsons now, are they?
0: Um, (laughs) Which one of the newspapers, mate? Because they're all owned by him as well. very true. And apologies to any
1: of our Australian listeners. (laughs) Anyway, so reviews. We're going to be talking about Knives Out. Jamie, your favourite director of all time, Ryan Johnson. We won't go into the details until the review. But let's talk about some fucking films. Yeah. Cool. So, Ghostbusters 2020. Or you shared
0: a beautiful picture the mm-hmm. other day of the um, Paul Rudd. Well, uh, that that and the movie poster picture. Oh yeah, it uh, looks glorious. Uh, that w- it? that in itself was a piece of artwork. Yeah. And then you shared Paul Rudd holding the the, the uh well dunno what was, those yeah, capture. I don't know, that the thing they slide in, you, know, you slide out s- and as a kid we all had one where you slide yeah. out and you press in, it, it opened up. Yeah, um, amazing. But yeah, that both those pictures just made my day.
1: Yeah, so basically what has happened is that Ghostbusters 2020, or as it was called until they announced the actual title of the film, has been gathering pace. Uh, they'll be wrapping very soon. Mm. They've been filming uh, quite a lot recently. Paul Rudd has been hilarious on Twitter about uh, it. Paul Rudd and Bill Murray. Bill Murray will be involved somehow. In the same film. that would be amazing. Take my money. Will, Sold. will the universe end? I don't know, but I'm, tr- I'm hoping that somehow that Paul Rudd's ability to not age transpires (laughs) in to Bill Murray and then somehow we get Bill Murray for another 50 years Uh, But so it's going to be called Afterlife, Ghostbusters Afterlife and some plot details have been revealed basically a small family moves to a suburban part of America, they've inherited this house they are are not sharing the details as to why but they have inherited it through a family member, I think that family member is an original member of the Ghostbusters and his son has to basically take on part of the family business not knowing too much about it inside the the house is a barn and that is why we were seeing those videos of a barn with x01 hiding in there and that is all we know um paul rudd is obviously going to be playing the league but also it's got oh, i can't remember the kid's name but out of uh, stranger things and it i think his name something wolf wolf gang or something i can't remember his name finn wolf that's oh, it and yeah. um, he is going to be in it as well now here's the thing okay Film Twitter done what film Twitter done. Everyone was joyous, mm. and joy means two two uh, reactions. One is you celebrate what you're going to get, and the other is you acknowledge what you've had before. And some people did not like what they had before with the Ghostbusters 2016 movie, and a lot of people have then taken to Twitter to defend 2016, and it was almost a civil war breakout of I'm happy for 2020, but I want 2016. Yeah. And look, guys, you can both films can exist. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna p- hands up right now. 2016 sucked. Like I didn't yeah. like it, but you can I, it can exist.
0: I think as part of the Ghostbuster universe, it just didn't work. But if you could somehow take it out of that universe yeah. and as a standalone film, it w- I think it would have been okay. Yeah, it's a good Paul <laughs> Feig movie. Not, yeah, I'm not a Paul yeah. Feig fan. No, there we go. No, and I you know I can sit there, I can watch it, I can laugh, and I can you know waste time watching it. I'm not going to be offended by watching it, and uh, it wasn't offensive because I lost time watching it. <laughs> I actually. Find those sorts of slapstick comedies quite funny, so it wasn't a big loss to me watching that. But it, it didn't feel like Ghostbusters. It just felt like they were shoehorning some—I oh, think some very talented actresses in a in a film which probably wasn't suit. Uh, no, no, I don't. Know. I don't, I don't think it was a good a good no, movie. Right, it's a good no. cool
1: fire movie, but it's just not a good Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. But anyway, look, I'm not shitting on it, and. Yeah, you know, I'm not. They've got trying- Paul Rudd in it. Needs He's more Paul Rudd, but that could be. That could be. That could literally, you could say it to any film. and It film. would be better. How do we make Star Wars better? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a fucking Jedi.
0: <laughs> as a, no, no,
1: Or, or <sighs> Paul Rudd working in the Empire. Yeah, like, but it's like a bumbling like, 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 like general or something yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just
0: like it keeps dropping shit and crashing <laughs> ships and stuff
1: yeah and they're just like it's like ah, oh, oh, turns out Emperor Snoop's going to be turning up today we better make sure we're ship ship no oh, we're not going home at five <laughs> are we <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh,
0: it'll be fucking amazing I, and maybe, maybe that's it maybe that's
1: Hollywood's answer just Paul get Paul Rudd. Rudd in everything do you know he owns a sweet shop yeah, so Paul Rudd owns a shop in America, which he bought with some other actor, but it's like he's proper into his sweets, like he's got a massive sweet tooth, and it's like legitimately, in interviews, when he comes over to the UK, he says, I just stock up on like Percy Pigs from Marks and Spencer. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing.
0: How does he feel since they've changed the recipe? Uh, that would just be my
1: question. I don't him. know. I don't think anyone's come back to him on this. We need to tweet him this. Yeah. And find out. So there you go. Paul, if you're listening, how do you feel about this? Because this is important. Yeah, we need to know. So, um, Jamie, you're a man of Christmas. You love a Christmas movie. I do. What did you think about the Santa Chronicle or the Christmas Chronicles on Netflix last year? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Kurt yeah. Russell? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. They were hilarious. Best Christmas. You only get, in my opinion, you only get one good Christmas movie that's mm. actually a Christmas movie, as in aimed for kids. Yeah. Because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. Settled, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. You only get one of them about a decade, in yeah, my yeah. opinion, right? C- Muppets Christmas Carol. Hmm. Oh, uh, that's about it, yeah. Rex. Jingle all the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, too yeah good it's, good. it's very few and far between. Anyway, and Christmas Chronicles... For my money, it was fucking brilliant.
0: It was. It was superb.
1: Right. I mean, and and the Netflix have actually got a
0: couple of new films out this year, haven't they? For Christmas. Yeah. One looks terrible. <laughs> and the other one is Klaus, which is an animated film, I don't know yeah, if you've seen it? Yeah, lots of
1: different animation styles. Yeah, very, it looks great. very Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was superb. It wow. really was. A really heartwarming story, actually, and apparently all hand drawn.
1: Amazing. And, and,
0: then, and then animated afterwards.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, Christmas Chronicles 2 is happening. Ooh. It is coming to Netflix for next Christmas. Oh, Goldie Horn <laughs> is going to be playing Mrs. Claus. Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell back together. Back together. Yeah, well, they are married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's cool, right? I mean, it's great. It's, uh, yeah. I think Netflix has had some really good hits, and they've had some fucking shit ones. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Christmas Chronicles is definitely in there um, as in the good ones. So I talked about this guy last week. I'm a massive fan of him, Stephen Graham. You might not might not ring a bell, but you've seen him in a billion films. Have you ever seen uh, Snatch? Yep. Tommy the tit. Ah, right yeah, yeah. now all of a sudden you think shit yeah he went on to do loads of yeah. good things he was in those Pirates Caribbean movies yeah. uh, he's been on tons of BBC stuff he's done a bit in Peaky Blinders mm-hmm. but he's also in The Irishman he's done a great fucking turn in there. oh some good stuff about oh, it The Irishman yeah. brilliant if you have three hours and a half <laughs> spare. but if you oh, don't wow. watch it for two hours and then you're good <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he has been added to the cast of Venom 2, which is going to be directed by Andy Serkis. And no, they're making the
0: second one. Yeah.
1: I, I, I enjoyed the first one, to be honest. Yeah, I did, if- you know. <laughs> Right. did you enjoy it did you, yeah, you it. No, what it. did you like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, it, was, was it
1: the crap dialogue it, the terrible yeah. story
0: yeah not so great CGI was it, <laughs> what, what was it wrong <laughs> of it was it
1: but I'm sure you've got your reasons oh, I won't judge you <laughs> but Venom 2 is happening and I think given the success of Joker there is evidence to suggest that being R rated is definitely a way to go and oh, I, I think yeah. when you've got someone like Andy Serkis I've seen the Joker now oh, by the way which thing Oh, fucking brilliant. Good.
0: Fucking brilliant.
1: Good, good. It is definitely and um, I do you what do you feel about people when they say it's derivative nonsense about like ripping off all of Scorsese's back catalogue. Oh, those people go eat a dick. Fuck. Exactly. That's <laughs> a good film. That's a good film. So uh, anyway, Venom two is definitely happy. Stephen Graham's added to the cast. Uh, I was listening to a really fascinating interview. If you go on IGN's uh, podcast, hey guys, there's a really fucking awesome interview they have with Todd Phillips because it's they announced it's coming out in digital very soon, and they managed to get Todd Phillips in to talk a bit about now the film's out, his opinion of this. Did you know that Whacking Phoenix had the music? the music was scoped before the film so because Todd Phillips was like fuck he's got no one to bounce off of and he doesn't know the tone I'm going for so I'm going to play him the music and then he'll start dancing to it oh, it's wow. quite nice that is pretty cool actually. so um, hopefully Venom 2 can actually learn from that and be better look I'm, I'm going to say Venom was okay uh, but I do know a lot of people <laughs> fucking hate it so just to, to wrap off news the guy who played Aladdin um, in the latest remake has been doing the rounds recently he has not had a, an audition since Aladdin
0: well that's because he's top
1: of the top of the pack innit once you've done Aladdin where'd you go from that oh yeah of course right Well, be- best Disney film ever a lot of people <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> fucking- <laughs> but a lot of people are saying this is a bit of a crying shame right because the guy was part of the film that made over a billion dollars It's going to get a sequel yeah. and no one will be talking to him and he is deliberately sorry
0: you said there's going to be a sequel
1: Yes. There's going to be an Aladdin too. There's going to be a There, there was on the, the original ones, right? those. What, there, the cartoons? Yeah, Return of Jafar. Oh, fuck yeah. It was straight to oh, DVD. It was shit. But, yeah, I totally forgot about and that. And okay, r- yeah, they couldn't point. afford Robin Williams, so they got Dan Costa, who does the voice of Homer Simpson, That's right. to do the, the voice yeah. of him. Uh, so there's going to be a... And the oh, irony okay. is that... Uh, have you seen the Aladdin yep. remake, right? So you know there was a scene with a guy called Prince Anders, who's the only white guy in yep. the film. Who's played by that guy from... I can't remember his name, but he was from uh, Game Night. Quite a funny funny guy. Mm-hmm. Funny scene. Yep. That was it. He's getting a spin-off movie. Brilliant. But yet the, the main actor he's getting, not getting is thing. not even getting a fucking job. Jesus and there is God. something not right of the world with that, to an extent, right? <laughs> because this guy... And he's come out in his interviews and said, look... Wasn't he in the film for like six minutes? If that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if that, yeah. He's he's got the, he's got a spin-off. Yeah. What? Like the, the guy who plays Aladdin can't get any job anywhere. But in this interview was the film's even called Aladdin. I know, I know. Oh. But, uh, anyway, so in Madness. his in his interviews, um it's on, I think it's on the Hollywood report, he's been saying, Look, I'm trying not to go for just the stereotypical jobs. Unfortunately, the only jobs that people suggest I should apply for tend to be terrorist or of a certain demographic. Oh, and Jesus I'm not going Christ. for that. Hey. Well, yeah, no, well, you, you laugh, but like could, that is what the could, job specs are like. Could
0: you imagine going to your agent and being like, "So, uh, what Do you, you got for me this week?"
1: Oh, great! So wow. you, you can be on twenty-four as a terrorist. Oh, I get that. That's not your thing. Okay. Uh, but don't worry. There's an arms dealer role coming up. Yeah. Or don't worry, we can go with drug dealer if you want that as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't blame the oh, guy for yeah. wanting to step back and go. That's you know what? terrible. Fuck you, it? man. I want to go for the roles that are going to push me as an artist. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is a crying shame, and hopefully he kills it. In, you know, in Aladdin two and finds some other way from that, but yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a crying shame. In all yeah. honesty, don't get me wrong, Prince Anders guy, funny, yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't sit there thinking, <sighs> where is this sequel? <laughs> Give me a you know, fucking sequel now. You know, if it was a cartoon
0: version, I'd say I am. Um... I, what's the parrot's name? I go, I go, Iago. 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 He needs a spin-off. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, man. The world Definitely. according to Iago. Um, Disney Plus get that shit sort of. Yeah, Yeah,
0: but... Yeah, I wouldn't have said he needed a spin-off, but the world's a mad place, mate. Well, mad, yeah. mad place.
1: Anyway, let's finish off with some trailers. So, Bond, the latest Bond trailer drop, No Time to Die. We got to see old Blue Eyes himself, Daniel Craig, back reprising yeah. the role. Um, spoiler alert, I fucking love Niza. I think he's one of the best actors going on the yeah. strength of that. Uh, but this trailer looks... Interesting. Mhm. Um, I think it's fair to say that Skyfall's probably the best of the Daniel Craig movies. If i can be brutally honest.
0: Like I like Daniel Craig. I think he's brought a new dynamic to James Bond. Yeah. He's not the classic James Bond. Um but I do kind of feel the James Bond James Bond genre that if you watch all the trailers of all the previous James Bond films. It's, it's all the same. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like And I know, I know, to an element, it's like, oh yeah, of course it fucking is. It's a James Bond film. There's always a car. There's always a gadget. There's always a shooting. But like, just you know, when you just like, it doesn't excite me as much anymore. So
1: the reason why I'm a little bit excited is because Skyfall was probably the best of the Daniel Craig movies. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, I don't necessarily think because of the story, I don't necessarily think because of the actors to an yeah. extent. I think that's a beautifully shot film. Yes. Like agrees. the cinematography of that film is beautiful. Yeah. And some of the scenes, like when he's in Hong Kong and yeah. like the, the lights behind him and stuff, it looks amazing. And it's almost like someone sat there and went, yeah, we have really fucked it respecter." so we're going to make basically Skyfall 2. And we're going to get a really interesting director. However... Danny Boyle kind of wrote the story already and he fucked off because we wouldn't give him creative control. <laughs> so I think the director is trying to be as creative with with what he's got yeah. with the camera rather than the canvas of the story. That's fair right enough. That looks fascinating to me. I think Daniel Craig is of a certain age now and he probably yeah. this is the last hurrah. And because of how disappointed everyone was with Spectre, everyone's kind of hoping. It's the only thing, I hope for him it's a good a last yeah, hurrah. But you know? I, I think Bond... I don't know why, but they haven't found a way to make it a consistent narrative. So that means yeah. Bond works best when it's a, you know what, it's a one tail caper, job yeah. done, move on. Yeah, don't have a running They're trying theme. this running theme. They've, they've tried it from the start, the whole idea of this Spectre organisation... As an air freshness, sorry, dude. <laughs> don't worry, you're not about to be maced um, again. <laughs> yeah, you figured I put the, turn the timer off. Now. Yeah, but um, there's this ongoing narrative which I don't think connects very well. And then they're trying to say this is not a remake of the previous Bond movies, but obviously Casino Royale is a remake, although be it of a of a parody of that. Um, they're kind of loosely saying that um, Christopher Waltz was oh, what's his name? Um, oh God it's on the tip of my tongue now, was a previous bad guy in a previous oh, okay. iteration of Bond, uh, Bowfell. And they're trying to say that Rami Malek's not Dr. No, but he clearly is. The film's called right. No Time to Die. And right. in the narrative of things, Dr. No is in charge of Spectre, the organisation. So,
0: Okay, clever, clever wow. And
1: also, they don't ever show his hands properly. The character Dr. No, if you don't know this, he had his hands removed by triads and he has automated arms. And they're trying to make him look like, yeah. And also Rami Malik. I'm starting to, although I am a massive fan of Bohemian Rhapsody, the further away I get from Bohemian Rhapsody and the more I see Rami Malik in other roles, the more I think, yeah, maybe the criticisms are, are a bit fair to him. Yeah. Because, yeah, he does a creep really well. Because he's a creepy guy. <laughs> There's a reason why Mr Robot Mr. works Robot, so well. Mr yeah. Right? He was he a, a bit weird guy. in that, yeah.
0: So, it's those eyes, I think. Isn't it's it? those
1: eyes and his mouth. Yeah. He's got like a weird, and also he, he just, he's just he got a weird accent. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone <laughs> just with that accent off. is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just that he... he combination. Is, that combination, right? And yeah. a lot of people are feeling a little bit up in arms a little bit upset saying oh why is your villain always got to be someone with physical scars or physically ugly because it kind of makes people with scars and that be ugly what I will say is this is still a movie right it's still fantasy like James Bond can't jump off a building off a bridge and swing around and survive do you know what I mean it's just like and what
0: happens to creative freedom when when you're writing as an artist you know writing comes from the heart you know yeah and you're writing, and then every time you're writing, you're having to take into consideration of which group you're going to offend and which people you're going to not, And I'm not one of these people that says, oh, pussy bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying, yeah, you, you know, I think people like to read too much into scenarios. And yeah. actually, the people that will be offended by this won't be the people that are living with scars or deformities or anything like nah. that. It'll be other people championing it for them, and actually, they may be championing a cause that's
1: not even necessary. Yeah, and why are you doing this crusade now? You don't sit there and go, George Lucas, Emperor Palpatine, makes people with scars, evil emperor. That's not
0: true, you bastard. What about the geriatrics in this world? They are treated badly. Look, (laughs) they threw him off the side of a bridge. (laughs) You know, come on. Yeah,
1: I I agree with you uh, from that perspective. I also feel that... um, What did you... you, this is fantasy on a screen, right? So, yeah. like, what do you want to be? Ted from accounting. Do you know what I mean? Just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Ted. I have no deformities whatsoever and I have an evil plan.
0: Yes, I've been secretly swindling money from several taxpayers and I won't give them a rebate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, so I don't know. But maybe, you know, I, I think that's just a little bit of outrage porn there. I don't yeah, anything yeah. else. Just not um, in. Sorry, that was the Bond trailer. Another trailer that oh, dropped. Just with the Bond trailer, just yeah. one thing.
0: Do you think, and obviously it's very clear in the Bond trailer, that there is a double O agent who is yeah. female? Yeah. Now, obviously it's been talked for a long time about Bond opening up as the person who plays Bond. Yeah. Do you think this is the opening?
1: No. I think it's just enough okay, for them... To, yeah. No, I think it's just enough for them to be enough to get people interested. Yeah. But I think that ultimately... They they won't they won't alienate it. I think what they will do yeah. is I think Daniel Craig. Unless I mean Daniel Craig is basically a producer on these films now, yeah. right? So he he has a lot of creative say. And I know he is very much mm. wanting to empower and open up the story. He he has balls to fucking do it. Yeah. Quite yeah. literally, he fucking got his balls out on set and let Mike mixed uh, Mad Michelson whack him with a with a stick, right? Casino Royale. I oh there. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, references yeah. only work if you get them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I, I was
0: like, that's, that's sort of backstage thing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing when you become 007, Mads Mickelson has to kick you in the bollocks. <laughs> I <I'm> know, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I would applaud them if they do, but I don't think they will. Okay. I think, considering that they just want to land a good film, and I think too much that's change. The,
0: yeah, that's the primary focus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: so I think what they'll do is they'll give Daniel Craig the send off he deserves, because he does. he's yeah. a fucking good actor. Have you seen Lucky Logan? Yes. Like, you wouldn't think that's Daniel Craig in that role, no, right? No, good point. No, it's on, the, it's on the monitor at the moment. Yes, yes. The monitor. Um, and
0: yes. Yeah, you just wait until you see the setup we've got here. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I I don't think they're going to change too much. I think it'll be kind of what you see is what you get from the trader. I feel yeah. like it will be Skyfall Mark Two, and that's not necessarily that a bad thing. That won't be a bad thing. I think what it might do, though, is with this new double agent that they're putting in as well, that might produce a spin-off. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Um but the and I think that's the right way of doing it. You can still keep your white middle aged Brits who are like, nah, Bond should be this sort of thing. They can still have their cake and eat yeah. it. And then and you, you can have new your, your new audience of those spin offs from yeah. that. Because MI five isn't just about one agent, right? right. So why not do that? I mean, it might lend itself to being a good television narrative. Oh, They've done it true. with Bourne recently. Treadstone, new TV show based in the yeah. Jason Bourne universe. Ma- out, so. Maybe there's
0: a TV universe coming out of this.
1: Maybe. But uh, speaking about Bourne-like things, the Black oh. Widow trailer dropped oh, good um, uh, the other day. Now, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big fan of prequels in general because yeah. there's no peril and everything else. And look, Scarlett Johansson deserves this movie. She deserves the movie as a character. Was, there was a lot of anger, wasn't there? The, the loss of Black Widow. Yeah, in,
0: in, the, in Endgame, like people.
1: Spoiler alert for summer, by the way. But oh, if you're listening to this, you've seen Endgame.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd say if you haven't seen Endgame, turn this computer off now
1: and go listen to the spoiler cast afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, right? Yeah. So we needed to film, but I didn't want to care. But Florence Pugh is fucking actor of the year. No one has had a better year than yeah. her. You don't do midsummer fighting with my family little women and all her BBC work as well and not get all the awards in my opinion yeah. and she looks fantastic in this But like, that fight scene between her and Scarlett Johansson yeah. like that looks like it's plucked out of Jason Bourne and looks fucking brutal I'm going to lay this here now so the bad guy in this film is a character called Taskmaster Taskmaster has the ability to <laughs> that's literally the name of the character uh, 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 <laughs> that's in redundancy man that, that, that
0: reminds uh, yeah because uh, Taskmaster for our UK audience is uh, oh, it's a TV it's show. Greg yes. Davis as a comedian doing a task for celebrity comedians
1: oh, well yeah. it's not him no, no that's <laughs> but a shame. But a good baddie essentially the way this baddie works is they have the ability to almost mimic someone's motions, and whether that's through physical or voice or whatever. So she's able to mimic, or he or she is able to mimic someone's action so if they're fighting captain america all of a sudden they know what captain america's move's going to be they can block them now that scene between florence Pugh and scarlett johansson yes they're trying to imply that they're both part of the same black widow fraternity but they were mirroring each other they were literally fighting each other yeah. i'm gonna say it now this is i don't i have no insider knowledge so don't come after me if you think i'm dropping a spoiler because i'm not it's just coincidence but florence pew is the bad guy and she's going to be in more than just this film Ooh. That's my prediction. Also we saw David Harbor in this role as well. He's playing basically the equivalent of the Russians equivalent to Captain America, but he's old and fat and they do a big joke about mm-hmm. him. It looks good. you know it looks it looks fun. And yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think. Yeah, and I think after you have the events of something like Endgame, where you literally the fucking universe was at stake, and then you decide to ground it, you need to come, you need to get the stakes lower, right? And yeah. this is very much yeah. a great way Do of up starting again. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's cool. And just to wrap it off, so Disney remakes Mulan. The Mulan trailer dropped. Mm. A lot of people were upset because there's no what's the name of the dragon Mushu. Yeah, right. There's no Mushu in this. Ah. There's no songs neither wow in,
0: in all fairness the, the Chinese because obviously this is an ancient Chinese story isn't it yeah. and there have been many many Chinese it, 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 iterations sorry I'll get my words out eventually. Lots of Chinese iterations of, of, of real action movies of these and some very, very, very popular ones in Asia as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those don't include singing and don't include the dragon. So yeah. I think maybe they're trying to stay true to the original
1: I think uh, there's a story. bit of cultural misappropriation as yeah. well. And I think the director and the people behind this have said, you know what, if you want Songs and camp and, ex- yeah. and things. Yeah. There's a bunch of other films right now. Go watch, you can the, cartoon, go watch. Yeah. Go watch the cartoon or go watch other Disney movies. Yeah. They want to showcase a bit more Asian talent in front and behind the camera mm-hmm. and also not make it kind of pokey funny, more a <laughs> honoring this. And I th- it's got vibes of like a proper Hollywood, Kung Fu uh Whoa, crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, sort of thing about it, which is fantastic. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, how long has it been since we've had a big blockbuster Asian kung fu type film? And I love those. I, as a, when I was early teens, I was watching Bruce Lee over and over again. Any Jackie Chan film, including Police Story, which is not a UK, you know, it's not a, an American made film. It's a you know Hong Kong made mm-hmm. film. Uh, I read his autobiography. I was massively into that whole thing.
1: And but then we had this like this drought for quite some time and then Hollywood tried but oh, then you know, they misinterpreted out. well yeah. Rush Hour's alright yeah. but um, I'm not talking about that I'm talking about more films like The Great Wall which is Matt Damien yeah. going over to China The Last yeah. Samurai of Tom Cruise Don't it's a good La- film The Last Samurai is a good film it's yeah, a good yeah. film but it's basically white man comes over to China well, it, and everyone that everyone's there to serve him it basically. was also
0: like you know, let's do the Asian Dances with Wolves.
1: It was that. Yeah, it was. But, oh, uh, fucking hell, Kevin Oh, he's got it in. (laughs) Crowbar. Psych. (laughs) um, So, yeah, uh, yeah, the trailer looks good and I think people that are upset, look, if you want the songs, you want the things get Disney life and watch Mulan, mm. right? You know, yeah. it's, you've, you can always still remember what you've had before. That's it. So, that's your news for this week. Uh, the next up is going to be a review of Knives Out, Daniel Craig doing a Foghorn Leghorn impression under the guise of Poirot uh, in some form of Who It. but it's directed and written by Ryan Johnson. Uh, this is my review, enjoy. I am Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it?
0: The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great.
1: You'd figure, at the start of December, that film of the year is all but wrapped up. Yes, of course there's a conversation about Star Wars which everyone is leaving in, you know, a little slot for and preparing to have much special discussions about that. But the rest of the year is tied up with a bow under the tree ready for us to close out as the year. Well, Ryan Johnson had a different idea. Knives out. Yes. It has been a minute since we've had a conversation about Ryan Johnson that didn't involve the words Star Wars or toxic fandom or just, you know, a positive conversation and I am very pleased to say the narrative is about to change. Knives Out is a detective murder, who done it, it's an original story, it has come out of nowhere, the cast is absolutely unbelievable, let's talk about that cast first of all, because this is a fucking great ensemble cast, we've got Daniel Craig, we've got Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, it goes on and on and on, and I cannot wait to dive into this film, so basically this film is set around a family, it is a family, a very wealthy family, in fact the head of a media empire, a gentleman that's about to celebrate his 85th birthday, surrounded by his loved ones, what could go wrong? Well unfortunately he doesn't see the night out and his death is treated as a suicide, open and shut case you might say, but all of a sudden a detective gets involved in the case. He's been hired anonymously. He's a detective called Benoit Blanc, played by none other than Daniel Craig. Yes, that's right, 007 is, again, pushing the boundaries of creativity with roles he's doing in between Bond films, just like he did with Lucky Logan. He is doing something absolutely crazy in this as well. Essentially, he plays a kind of famous, but famous in the detective world, Um detective who has been summoned to the case because he suspects foul play and essentially it is a who done it murder mystery this film is kind of like everyone involved in the case, maybe of the exception of Marta, who is the the nurse of the of the the timely gentleman that passes away in this film. Everyone's a fucking horrible person. Everyone's got a narrative. Everyone's got a motive. Everyone could have done it, or everyone could have been innocent. It really does. You do go flip flapping of eyes. Oh, that person. Ah, oh, it's clearly that person. No, it must be them. And that's great. The way this is scripted is such off-color humor, kind of a black comedy, kind of, a, kind of just, a, I don't know, it's his own thing, and that's great. So again, you know, Ryan Johnson. Let's not talk about Star Wars. He's wrote films like Brick. He's wrote Looper. He's also written some episodes of Breaking Bad. And this is kind of like his tribute to Agatha Christie. And it's amazing how essentially the 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 guy in charge of the media empire, played by Christopher Plummer, he's you know, he's playing a classic role in this as well. But obviously, all plaudits, rightfully so, should go to Daniel Craig. This is an original character. This is such a... I would never thought I'd see Daniel Craig play this sort of role. He's basically being Foghorn, Leghorn meets Poirot. And I, I, for one, absolutely fucking love it. I need to see more of this. This film works best when it's in the house, when it's isolated, when it's trying to be like a bottle episode of a TV show or something where he's doing his investigations and the way the narrative flicks back and forth. The one little critique I have is that I really would have liked to have been left in the dark on a lot of the details. And what uh, Ryan Johnson does in this film is he shows you the truth. So you'll have like someone sitting there, Jamie Lee Kerr, sitting there talking to the camera, talking about an event that transpires. It's the same event from different perspectives. But then they'll show you what actually happens and her lying behind that. I think it, I would have preferred it if actually they, they went with the lies and you found out the truth at the end. Because it kind of felt like, yes, there are some more twists and turns. A donut within a donut if you will and um, but it does it does handhold you a lot of the way which may be just because of uh you know modern audience writing i don't like saying that but maybe that is a case of no we really want to really hold your hand because it's going to get quite twisty towards the end and this dysfunctional family really is the worst these people are, are just god awful um and it must have been quite fun to play uh, about a quarter of the way through the film, at the will reading, a massive story element emerges, and all of a sudden the plot thickens even more so, and makes it even more twisty and windy. And again, Daniel Craig, when he's at the centre of it, is absolutely charming as fucking hilarious. Almost to the point where Ryan Johnson almost acknowledges that Daniel Craig is stealing so much, that he's kind of all of a sudden written out for a little bit of the film. All of a sudden it, it, it goes away from Daniel Craig's investigation just to kind of let the rest of the movie breathe for a. A bit and that kind of changes the pacing slightly. Um, yeah, what more can I say? This is definitely a film of the year contender. I wasn't expecting to like this film as much as I did. But let's look at let's look at what the internet says because the internet says sometimes. And uh, this is sitting at ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of ninety-two percent. And I definitely concur with that. Let's hear what some of the top critics have said. Let's go with Jake Coyle from Associated Press, and I quote: "Knives Out in the end believes enormously." It's the whodunit. It just wants to turn you inside out. To say more about that would spoil the fun. But keep an eye and everywhere is a suspect. I completely agree with you, Jake. Awesome on that. Let's look at what someone, maybe people that didn't like it. Let's hear what a a rotten review was. So let's go with andrew kendall of starbreck news uh, johnson's plot is well designed but nothing is leasing or the craft that elevates the material the film can't or won't commit to saying anything beyond the purely superficial now I, I, I don't agree with you sir but i respect your opinion um so anyway i'm gonna go five out of five it's definitely a film the year contender a great late entry i think this is gonna get i think timing is going to help it greatly because there's a bunch of films at the start of the year which probably would rival this but they've forgotten in the narrative because time passes um, and we'll talk about more on our film of the year pod but it's definitely a five out of five look if you're one of those people that keeps complaining that there's not original stories out there anymore that it's all big blus- uh, big blocks uh, big box office uh, you know booming films and why isn't there these interesting one-off narratives go see this film I really hope we get to see more of Benoit Blanc, though, because, like, Daniel Craig's created, I think, a revelation of a character here, like a potential modern great, right? So hopefully we get to see more of that. And Ryan Johnson, sir, continue doing what you're doing. Make more films like this. So there you have it. Five out of five. Knives out. I suspect foul play and eliminated new suspects. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this, then just maybe you're willing to go a little bit further. If you click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Filming to Me, you'll have content like our Christmas special coming up, which Jamie is going to be about... Wee, I'm look, oh, what, me? The no, film, what, what, the film are we oh, doing for the
0: Christmas about. special. The Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Well said. <laughs> We're also going to be doing our end of year review. Jamie, film the year right now. What is it? Uh, whoa pressure Endgame <laughs> there you go, more than half was it there we go that was the podcast uh, <laughs> we're also going to be talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and also obviously having a bit of fun and filmy stuff in between of that stay filmy Jamie more importantly how can people find you on Twitter at Mr. Hannon in, space. Hannon in Space. we'll be back usual time usual pod hang in there till next time